Yo, yo, I just want to thank everybody for uh, taking the time out to check me out this morning. Um, I would love to give you my name, but I can't. But you've definitely heard my music. And um, I just need to explain why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling this morning. Why I decided to leave Hollywood. And what it is now. First of all, I want to tell everybody that. uh, If you have dreams and aspirations of getting in the music business. Make sure. I don't want to use the word team. Because a team is a lot of people. Make sure you got somebody. That you. Feel comfortable with. That you trust. That. Who can help you. You know what I'm saying? Navigate the waters of the industry because when I signed my contracts, I was by myself. I didn't have anyone looking out for my best interests. And um, I got a lot of money taken from me because of what I signed. And the people that presented me with the paperwork, even though they were producers and they Where people, uh, you know, industry movers and shakers. I was under the impression that we had became family. You know what I'm saying? After fucking around and working for over a year together. uh, The manager that I had at the time. At the time. um, He uh, just got fired by Montel Jordan. And he is a music supervisor for a bunch of. Movies and uh, his best friend, not his best friend, but one of his real close friends was a famous movie director that just recently passed away, like just super, super, super recently. And um, as a matter of fact, this movie director that just passed away super, super recently introduced me, reintroduced me to um, Tyrese, actually. Um, he didn't know that Tyrese and I had knew each other previously because we had some issues. Um, we'll get into that in another podcast. But, you know, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I figured that I would do this podcast thing just because I don't trust speaking to anybody um, face to face over the phone, especially no emails. I just don't. Trust talking to nobody about what I'm trying to talk about right now. And I was in the shower and something said, try to do a podcast. You know what I'm saying? That way you can get this shit out. You don't necessarily have to go see nobody or speak to nobody and nobody know who you are or whatever. You know, um, one of the last deals that I signed in Hollywood where I got fucked out of my money. It got me so depressed. I was in such a funk. My brother said, um, I was talking to my brother on the phone. I'm putting the phone. Okay. So I was talking to my brother on the phone. And um, he was like, yo, you need to come out to Florida. You need to get out of Hollywood. You need to come out here and get your mind right. You know what I'm saying? And so... I totally agreed. 
So that's what I did. I'm sitting here about to roll. I'm, I just finished rolling this blunt. I'm about to uh, light up a smoke. So if you hear me making little noises, I'm smoking my blunt while I talk to y'all. Also, side note, I'm out here in this, uh, I call it the refrigerator barn. It's like a, I got another part in the, in the, in the back where, uh, you know, it's like a barn with refrigerators and shit and all kind of like meat and shit in here. So this is where I be smoking my weed at, you know what I'm saying? So I'm back here yesterday. Some bees tried to run me out of here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm back this morning. Hopefully I can smoke my blunt and not have to be fucked with. But look. I decided, you know what? My brother got a point, man. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to Florida. So I'm down in Florida, man. Long story short. Uh, I became a victim of sexual assault, man. Fuck me up. I became a victim of sexual assault. It's still kind of weird for me to say. Because I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? How the fuck does a man become a victim of sexual assault? But it changed my life. It fucked me up so bad. It changed everything. You know, my family started making jokes and laughing and shit. You know, they had company coming over and shit, and they decide it's a good time to make fun of a nigga and just, you know, just say little hurtful shit. Um, I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD, you know what I'm saying? I went in two mental hospitals. Like, the shit just totally fucked me up on some real shit, man. And the whole time, you know... Trying to make it in the music business. The guys that uh gave me the fucked up paperwork in Hollywood. I feel like maybe they try to blackball me in the industry. Because I haven't been able to get nothing to happen. You know, I've been trying. I've been making all kind of songs, and but it just fucked me up to the point to where I feel like right now I don't know what to do. I don't really feel interested in making music right now. I don't really feel. I feel like I still have animosity against my family. Because when I really needed them, I was a laughing stock. Everybody gave up on me ever making it in the music business. I didn't work with some of everybody. Been in Vibe Magazine. Got my original songs in two films. Been in Hollywood since... Big pass since B.I.G. passed away. You know what I'm saying? I went to Hollywood shortly thereafter for the first time. So it's been a long time. Now, 
I'm at the point to where I don't know what to do. I don't know who to trust. I have these fucked up nightmares. Thinking about what happened to me in Florida. And I keep hearing it. You know, when that shit happened, man, motherfucker. He did this evil motherfucking laugh, man. And all I keep hearing in my fucking head is that laugh, man. I have nightmares about this shit. Contemplated suicide a billion times. Tried it a couple times. Been on all kind of wacky ass medication. And you know, the bottom line is I'm not really getting a lot of industry money right now. I don't really feel too comfortable being around a bunch of motherfuckers and I get kind of panicky when there's too many people around me and shit and I have a hard time in social settings and all that bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a job. You know what I mean? And, uh, I'm just trying to figure out what to do. You know what I'm saying? From here, man, because, you know, I can't enjoy myself like the regular, like the average person can. I got a lot of hurt inside, man. And I can't tell nobody about it. I just don't understand, you know what I'm saying? Like, when this shit happened to me, man, it was a lot of people in the area, you know? And I would think, why the fuck you pick me? Why me, you know what I'm saying? Out of all the motherfuckers out here, what made you pick me out of everybody? And fuck my life up. The motherfucker... That did the shit. Uh, he ended up getting like 28 years in prison and shit. And actually, they had come to find out that the motherfucker, he was a, he was a CO um, at one time. 
and he I guess he had did this shit to another one of the COs or something and he had got like rested then and charged and he was like put on some kind of probation and shit so then when the shit happened to me I guess they just threw the book at the nigga and uh he got 28 years in prison. I just feel like everything that's happened to me, man. You know, when I was a kid, my mother was with a fucked up dude, man. Fucking crackhead nigga, man. He got my brother hooked on crack. This motherfucker used to beat the shit out of me, man. I would go to school with weps and shit and, you know, cuts and shit all over me and shit. And the white people from social service used to come get me out of school and shit, man. Like... Everything that I've been through, getting fucked over in Hollywood, man, just thinking about my life right now, this second, right here, right now. I just wish, and I pray that God would just allow Somebody somewhere If I could just get some kind of just Some kind of relief man All the music that I have out here man Is It's been overlooked People rather listen to shit like You know Motherfucking Trippy Red. I like Trippy Red. I like these guys, man. But my shit hit too. I'm a real. I'm an actual singer. You know what I'm saying? A R&B singer songwriter. You know. I got co-signs from One Twelve. I work with Tyrese. I work with Drew Hill. You know what I'm saying? I worked with 702 back in the day. Been in Vibe Magazine. All this shit, and I'm not even, like, really, like, on, on, and I've done all these things. You know, my dad actually told me that nobody in my family think I'm going to ever be shit. So, he told me this, like, last October. I haven't spoken to him since. My mother called me and was like, yo, your dad want to know if he can have your number. I'm like, nah. He don't need it. 
He definitely gonna need it. I can't seem to get a fucking job. It's just a crazy, 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 crazy time. I'm 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 not even inspired, man, to really write music. You know what I'm saying? Just all the fuckery that I've been through, man, and just the betrayal, man, and just the shock and awe of experiencing these niggas hurt me, man. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody that said they love me has fucked me over, dog. You know what I'm saying? Everybody that said they love me, man, has fucked me over, bro. I just don't get it, man. I'm going to tell y'all some inside shit that I'm not supposed to talk about because there was a lawsuit when this shit happened to me in Florida. But this shit had happened when I went to Florida. You know what I'm saying? I got a little gig at this little spot. And this had actually happened at the job. I don't know nobody in Florida. You know what I'm saying? Nobody know me. Nobody knew what I did in the industry. You know what I'm saying? Nobody knew my face. And I was just attacked, man. Anyway, um, it was a lawsuit, man. The shit was, like in the papers and shit, man. It was just so motherfucking embarrassing. All the years I put in on Greyhounds, traveling all over the country, promoting music of mine and doing this and doing that and just years and years and years and years and years of sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. I just feel drained like I just need for God to allow somebody to come along and put a battery in my back or something like just L.A. Reid or. You know, DJ Khaled or somebody just to reach out to me, man, and just be like, you know, bro, I'm feeling your music, man. What you trying to do? <laughs> the two producers that have fucked me over royally in Hollywood, a nigga from Atlantic Records came to the studio. 
my manager at the time, the music supervisor, well, he was in Brazil fucking with random bitches. He went to Brazil for a fuck fest or whatever. Real shit. And so me and these two producers was just, you know, holed up in the studio just working. And the A&R from Atlantic Records came by, heard some of the music. Then he was like, yo, okay, you got anything slow? You got some slow joints? So we played him one of the songs that ended up being featured in a film of mine. Um, And on this one, I'm actually getting royalties, you know what I'm saying, every three months. But it's not, you know, it ain't a lot at all. It ain't nothing at all, trust me. Um, but anyway, he was like, he heard the music and shit and he was like, damn, okay. He was like, so what y'all trying to do? Just like that. Like, what kind of deal are you looking for? And these fools had the nerve to tell the nigga that they don't even want to talk about no deal or anything like that until my then manager gets back from Brazil. Now, if I would have been in the mind frame and the demeanor and the, and the how I am now, I would have looked at that A&R and told him point blank, bro, you want to do a deal? Let's talk a deal right now. I don't know what you niggas want to do, but my man trying to talk business. So, all right, yeah, we looking for a deal, bro. You know what I'm saying? I would have took over the negotiation. I would have did it. Yeah, you know I mean, and if worse came to worse, I would have left with that nigga. I would have left with the A Fuck it. That's what I'd have did. But I was really, really quiet and meek and timid and shit. And just trying to play my position, man. I was just happy to be there, man. You got to remember, I came to Hollywood, you know what I'm saying, from the other side of the country, you know what I mean, and um, I didn't know nobody. I just came out there trying to get on. I was homeless. I didn't know nobody. I came out there with $130, a trash bag full of clothes, singing on Hollywood Boulevard, singing in the rain, and these niggas discovered me, picked me up. And put me in the studio, man. Just like that. I was off the street, working in the lab in Hollywood, going to Grammy parties, rubbing shoulders with everybody, you know, saying, meeting everybody, doing my thing in Hollywood. It's on, you know. It just happened like that, you know. God allowed that to happen like that. That's actually... It, that's, that's published, you know what I mean? Out there, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's real. That happened. Um, but I honestly feel like uh, I need God to move in my life, man. I need God to make something happen. 
I don't know what else to do. I'm sick of reliving this nightmare all the time. I feel like a failure because ultimately it just seemed like I went to Hollywood and got burnt. And niggas just milked me for everything they could and just left me hanging dry, fucked up. I just need God to give me a chance, man. I just need a chance, man. And uh, I think on this note, I'm going to sign off. If anybody want to get a hold of me, um, I, think the G- I think the Gmail is my true feelings about life. At gmail.com. So, I just finished smoking my blunt. Bees didn't fuck with me. And, uh, I'm about to sign off. And, um, thanks for listening.